0: Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Okay, transmitting high atop of Florida's Peninsula at 108 feet. This is Alpha Mike, and you are listening to episode two. 18 today's episode the empty barrel makes the most noise what are we going to talk about well let me tell you what the topics are or the outline of today's program number one the unwise number two talking out of school number three What you think you know. Number four, no ring time. Number five, credibility. Number six, why all the noise? And number seven, when I was on the job. How do you get in contact with us? Well, it's as simple as typing into the browser, raidercop.com. That will take you to our website where you can hear from Episode 1 to 218. And RaiderCopNation.com will take you to our official website where you can hear all our programs as well as get some information about us and upcoming shows. Social media, we're on there. Look us up. But today I want to emphasize on Instagram. Hit us up. We need some fans on Raider Cobb podcast. Just like that, look us up. You will find us. USCCA. We live in trouble. We live in trouble times now. That anything can happen. Just don't put on a gun because you got a concealed weapons permit. You've got to be protected. Even though you might be a protector, or you need protection as well. So we encourage you to dial. From your smartphone, Raider, to 87222, 87222, the word Raider, R-A-I-D-E-R, and that will get you on track to become a USCCA member. From $22 to $47 a month, you will have peace of mind, plus immense amount of training that will make your head spin. Well, are you looking for firearms training and you're in the New Jersey area? You're in the Philadelphia area? Kilo Sierra, that's your guy. We've placed on the show notes the information to call them, get hooked up, and take those courses. We encourage all our fans to take firearm courses at least once a year. And if you're in Florida, call me or email me at RaiderCopNation.com at gmail.com and I'll hook you up as well Pistol Pete the gunsmith oh boy now we're talking genius now we're talking master now we're talking the teacher of fixing and making old guns look new Pistol Pete It's as easy as calling them up, telling them what you have, what you want. He'll tell you how to put that bad boy in a box and send it to your nearest FFL dealer. They'll go ahead and send that to Pistol Pete down in Miami, and he'll make the magic happen. After Pistol Pete is finished, he'll send that bad boy back to the same place you delivered it, and you pick your gun back up. It's that easy. Pistol Pete the gunsmith he was the gunsmith for over 5,000 officers at one time or another in Miami-Dade now we have a new segment and we told everybody about it last time they were here and I want to discuss a little bit what it is because some people have been asking questions living living In the Bolshevik states of woke, it's our experience living under Uncle Joe and Aunt Camilla. It is the new era of woke, and we live in it. We're being told that your complexion means where you will will go in life. We're being told that if you have too light of a complexion, you're no good. We're being told that everything that established this country was wrong. And this new culture called the Bolshevik states of woke, they want to hit the reset button and do this all over again. Contrary to God's law, they want to change everything. You see, if you were a boy, they think you could be a girl if you want to. If you were a girl, well, you could be a boy. And whoever you feel you are, you can use whatever restroom you feel like in. That's right, folks. Living in the Bolshevik states of woke is an experience that we need to speak about on a daily basis. It will Let us bond together in this torturous Bolshevik states of woke. So, if you indulge us here on Rear to Cop Podcast, we will take you on a journey like no other. We will talk about the Week in Review under Uncle Joe on Living in the Bolshevik states of Woke. The Soviet Union will be placed to offer amnesty to your wayward whistle. The Soviet Union? I thought you guys broke up. Mm. Yes, that's what we wanted you to think. <laughs> this week's segment under the Bolshevik states of Woke, Uncle Joe finally says something about the attack on Israel. As the Israelis have gotten hit with 2,000 rockets and they're defending themselves, Uncle Joe, after six or seven days later, finally picked up the phone. He works, but he works at a snail's pace. Also, according to Real Clear Politics, Uncle Joe recently said to people, stop harboring gas. Now, mind you, this is like an arsonist that's telling people, stop playing with matches. Also, in the Washington Post, if they uh, Joe says, don't wear or not to wear a mask. Wait, I think. Uh, look, here's the deal. Come on, man. But according to the Washington Post, there's been a reversal on the mask, but that could change at any moment because nobody understands what Joe's really saying. Also, On another story, Joe says, I don't want to be served leafy greens because I don't want to be photographed with leaf on my teeth. You can't make this stuff up. I'm telling you. It's on the show notes. And lastly, according to the New York Post, Uncle Joe is on course to be the worst president in American history. Worst than Jimmy Carter. That's pretty bad. Unemployment, high records, not expected, but it is expected next month. They're going to be worse. And higher taxes, higher gas prices, and, of course, we are the laughing stock of the world. Nobody takes us seriously. Here's the man that says he's going to go back into the Iranian deal, And one of our allies, Israel, is under fierce attack by Hamas in Gaza. 2,000 rockets to date, still going on. Israel is defending themselves, and they are actually bombing back, warning the civilian population hours in advance of targets that they're going to hit. It is a difficult war because the cowards are hiding behind the civilians. But fear not, the good Lord will protect the Israeli people. As we constantly see, Joe is coming in after the story, never in front of the story. With immigration, with the thousands and thousands of immigrants crossing the, the border. Nothing was done there. It was a charade. It's all been like a three-card Monty game, shuffling people around. Now you see it, now you don't. And the problem continues down in the border. While you're being distracted with other things, they're still crossing in by the tons. Uncle Joe is in the human trafficking business, and the proof is in the numbers that are coming in. I read uh, one article where up to date 179,000 have caught, and these are the ones they caught, so that should scare you big time. We are being under attack by the Bolshevik states of woke... It has been another horrendous week living under the authority of Uncle Joe and Aunt Kamala. You really don't understand any of the circus that they're running. You can't understand Joe because you can't say a sentence that is logical. But nevertheless, we continue to navigate as best we can through The Bolshevik states of woke, because it's not going to get better. It's most likely going to get worse. Today's episode, 218, The Empty Barrel Makes the Most Noise. It's that person that you might have worked with before, you know, don't do nothing, never did anything, has a record of doing nothing. But they're the biggest mouth in the room. They're the Monday morning quarterback. They know everything. They invented the invention. They have no credibility. But there they are, mouthing off. But fear not, it's time now for the word of the week. Today's word is Psalms 94, 4. Utter speech and speak insolent things. All the works of iniquity boast in themselves. Psalms 94.4. Of course, you can hear more about this on AWOL. It is a section on our official website, RadacopNation.com, And we feature a lot of uh, the Word or the AWOL series on Sunday nights, not all of them, but uh, about 90% of the shows will be about that. So we encourage you to listen, build up that spiritual uh, strength, because without it, you're nothing. Today, we're going to talk about episode 218, the empty barrel that makes the most noise. Let me kind of build it up a little bit. Why am I doing this? This was not even on the blueprints, but then on the Instagram feed, that person, that guy, the one, the guy that you and I both know as the empty barrel, started to make the most noise about a post. Now, I re- I've talked about it in the last episode. I'm not going to repeat it. But it encouraged me to expose some of these buffooneries that I've worked with before. You know, they were the empty barrel. They made the most noise. And we're going to talk about that personality. Where does it come from? When will it stop? And why does it exist in the first place? So it's time to get the short bus. That's full of a bunch of people that don't know anything. And we're going to take a ride to episode 218 The Empty Barrel Makes the Most Noise. Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the main event. I'm sure you have worked with those people just like I have. They make the most noise, they think they know everything, they have absolutely no ring time to anything, and they love talking out of school. That's what we're going to focus on. Why do these people exist? What do they get out of it? Always morning, Monday morning quarterbacking, what other people do, when they never did it themselves. It's astonishing, but it exists. So today, we're going to open up with the unwise. The unwise is that individual that is foolish that by definition, who they are. They say foolish things. How do you determine something is foolish? As the gibberish comes out of their mouth, it makes no sense. There's a lot of elements that will tell you that what they're saying makes no sense. For example, they make themselves the hero to the story, but you don't see them as the hero. Doesn't make any sense. They tell you events according to their version of events, but you were there and you know exactly what happened and it didn't happen that way. It doesn't make any sense. So the unwise don't talk in anything but foolishness. And foolishness is easy to be recognized. They constantly talk out of school. What does that mean? Well, basically means that you're talking outside of the world that you do not know. So you have those individuals that look at no facts and basically just, because somebody said something, they spit it out and they repeat it like a parrot. They talk out of school. They They just think they know, but they don't know. That now leads us into another avenue, which is you basically think you know what you know, but you don't know So a lot of people, especially people with, leftist or liberal views, have learned how to pick up those liberal leftist points and inject them into any conversation upon any type of resistance to what you're being told. Basically, it's kind of starting up, not an argument, but a discussion on that. They will immediately turn to the race card to defuse you. You see, they've never really looked at the facts of what they think they know, which they really don't know, because they only repeat it. Some of those facts? All Confederates were racist. There's no facts to that. Now, were there some? Of course there was. There's beds of everything but they'll make a blanket statement Oh, white people are evil. They have white privilege. But very few statistics to back that view. So they will say what they think they know, but they don't know because it doesn't exist. They'll talk out of school and continue repeating what they learned in school once you push back on that argument, you're a racist, buddy. They have no ring time, no experience to anything in life, but they know everything. They were the inventor of the invention. Those are the individuals that will never lose an argument because they're on their own platform. Facts will not get in their way of winning a good argument. They're the individuals of a sit back and go, well, why did you do it this way? Why didn't you do it that way? For whatever circumstance that occurred. Now, I'm specifically targeting now supervisors and supervisors in law enforcement. A lot of them are in positions of management that they might have to manage you, but never worked where you're working. they're managing. Sounds confusing, I know. But there they are. They were placed there to manage you, but they don't really know or fully understand what you do because they never worked in those positions. They're only, they're only managers. Does this make sense? Well, it should But that's pretty much the norm in a lot of law enforcement organizations. You have people in leadership positions with no ring time. So they will manage you through a riot. Never been in a riot. They'll manage you in a homicide. But this is their first. They'll manage you in different types of situations. The most dangerous is those incidents that occur that are really not governed under a policy. Now, we've had this quiz before on many a podcast on this network. And in the absence of policy, what guides you is training. But you see, they never really had training in anything. But they are the empty barrel that makes the most noise. Credibility is lacking in their persona. In other words, when you look at them and you see that the role that they're supervising, it's not fitting them. You're in robbery? You're in narcotics? How did you get into special weapons and tactics? it's not fitting of who they are now of course a lot of people will listen and say well we don't have that in my department but I'm sure if you look deep, real deep you'll find them, they're there that individual with that leadership role that just when you look at them and you envision that picture of that leader there's no credibility falls apart There's nothing like taking, for example, a bomb tech course in the bomb squad and the instructor's got a hook for a hand. Instant credibility. But the guy that makes the most amount of noise is that empty barrel. He doesn't have any credibility. So the question now is, why all the noise anyway? Why do they always have to interject how things should have gone? How they're always displeased on the outcome. How, if they were there, things would have been different. How, how, how? And after a while, you you start <laughs> believing the madness because you say nobody can be this stupid they're stupid standing in front of you. So the question is asked, why all the noise? Well, a lot of people just want to fit in. See, you have the position of authority. Let's say you have stripes, bars, and that agency gave you that position of authority. It doesn't matter. You don't have credibility or ring time, doesn't matter. You want to interject yourself into every scenario because you want to compensate for what you don't have. Now, I specifically, when I was on the job, I worked with many of those people. They would manage us, but wouldn't dare work a day where we worked. Of course, a lot of them would avoid it at all costs. But they would take the easy road, not the difficult road, because some assignments are very tough. They're difficult. They're hard. After you worked it so long, you start to ask yourself when you get out of it, what the hell was I thinking? Your tunnel vision, you're trapped in there. You really don't understand how bad it is because you're in the thick of things. But these fools, from the swivel chair, the comfort of their office and the air conditioner, down on low, enjoying the two hour lunches will manage you through the chaos. Remember, no credibility, plenty of noise, no ring time, and not a wise thing to say. Where they constantly talk out of school. I dealt with those people in different positions. And I'm not gonna do a specific show on this because it would be like a 19 hour show with no commercials. So I'm gonna interject it in different shows. And I'm going to talk about these different personalities that were in leadership positions and they didn't have the skill set to be there. And they overcompensated for their lack of skill by being the empty barrel making the most noise. They were the ones that always complained. Every meeting they had to hand up. They had to tell the captain or the major or whoever was in charge of everything how if they were there, things would have been different. When I was on the job, I saw 27 years bundles. Bundle, multitude of these supervisors some of them would get all dressed up shiny shoes and the whole nine yards never done anything never did anything in their career you look at them now some people I would say have had the good fortunes that the right door opened up at the right time They weren't bad managers or supervisors or bosses, whatever you want to call them. It's not really their fault that they didn't have that experience. Today there's a huge lack of experience in law enforcement because so many veterans are leaving. And I want to pause a second and want to talk about something that uh, I saw in a town hall meeting where Governor Ron DeSantis was at And the question was posed to him by a chief of police, a former chief of police. He said, "Uh, Governor, how can we retain, uh, you know, our police officers at the skill set? And how can we do better recruiting? And I'll be honest, the the governor, which I think he does an exceptional job in Florida, Governor DeSantis, but he tippy-toed around the question because he didn't know the answer. Most of his experiences in the military. So you really don't have, you do and you don't have that retention and recruitment issue because the military provides the personnel to you. But here you're the governor and that was a, a very good question. And I've always said that one of the ways that we can retain a lot of the knowledge that's leaving is by offering different packages as officers of whatever uh, position or rank they are. I'm just calling them officer or deputy as a general title. But they all have skill sets. So the first thing is understanding and recognizing that skill set and then accepting that you may need their services in the future Retired people usually the first couple of years are very happy about retiring I don't have to do anything I sit back I'm going to enjoy my my uh, retirement life not have to do anything But then it wears thin on you and you know there are moments you wish you were back in the thick of things but you know that there's a limit because You're getting up in age and so forth. But there's always that little boy, little girl in you that says, I can do this job again if I had to. And we probably could. And I think that agencies periodically, I would say maybe even once a year, reach out to all these retired people and offer positions. And I know this is not very nice with the union, you know, unions frown upon this, but offer them a lot of positions where they can come back into the workforce as officers for less threatening positions. Let me explain if I can. I don't know we're not getting off—we're off topic, but we're not off topic. I'm—I'm well, I'm doing a roundabout. All right, I'm—I'm well, I'm, I'm headed back in that direction. So let's say, you know. I'm not going to offer you a position in op- uh, operations or patrol because it's for young people who just got out of the academy, 20-year-olds that can have that stamina of answering all those calls and, and being on their toes and chasing down suspects and wrestling with them. Not that the older guys can't do it, but then that you know, that that spirit to do go out and do these things is gone. And sometimes it's difficult to bring it back. So I would bring those people back in more uh, easier jobs like traffic details or uh, taking information reports stuff like that so you still got the experience in the agency you're going to start them on a new salary base they're happy because they're productive they still collect on their pension they're just Re-entering the workforce and they have a world of information. So the reason I'm bringing it up is we're talking about the empty barrel that makes the most noise. One of the reasons that in these agencies they are empty battles, barrels and they are making the most noise is because the experience is gone. There's nobody there that had experience to put them on blast and say, you're wrong. That's not how this is done. These agencies need to bring these people back. Tons of retired guys would take the opportunity. I know Los Angeles, LAPD does it. They bring a lot of their... Uh, older retired guys back, and they put them on traffic details and stuff like that. And they enjoy it. I mean, they're, you know, making an income, collecting on their uh, retirement, and they're staying active. And if they had experience, let's say in the detective section, or uh, robbery, or homicide, or uh, narcotics, or whatever. Although they might not be working in that realm again, they're a wealth of experience. Today I'm retired, and once in a while, believe it or not, after five years of retirement, my phone still rings once in a blue moon where there's somebody on the other end that wants some advice on something. And that, not that they don't know, but when that experience leaves, it leaves. You, you, you cannot teach someone else's life experience. Once it leaves, it's gone. So captivating that would make a lot of empty barrels less noisy. And I think that's important. So to wrap it up, uh, I gave the little story last time about the uh, empty barrel that gave us as he was a leader, his boss, he brought in a bunch of officers and we had to do a a search and we were looking for a specific item which we had no knowledge of and this individual had said i can't tell you what it is i guess he was born to, born to secrecy but when you find it, you'll know what, you know, what it, what it's going to be. It was like an idiot. It was like Joe Biden talking. It just didn't make any sense. But fortunate enough that that incident, there was somebody that had enough experience to say, are you, are you crazy? You don't tell us what it is. We're not going to know. So I can't find something. I don't know what I'm looking for. So it made perfect sense later found out it was a gun so the mind races and you say should I call him an idiot now or can I use another word there are so many incidents that we can all look back on law enforcement career and say I could have done something better." so that's not the storylines I want to take I want to take complete buffoonery and how these people got into these positions, and they led us and navigate us through chaos, making it worse. A quick story is one day, and and he's a very good friend of mine. He was a sergeant at the time, and he came in, and we had um, an incident, and he told me, uh, "We'll make sure the guys write it up, and I want them to write it up." a little bit more, you know, a little bit more factual information than they usually do. And I said to him, well, Sarge, I don't get the point. And he goes, well, you guys are just writing these, like, standard reports. And I want to kind of, you know, get a little bit more meat and potatoes in the report. Okay, understood. But then I told him, but Sarge, today's not a good day. It was a Thursday. And there was a full moon. If you're in law enforcement and you'll know what I'm talking about, Thursdays and full moons are not lucky days. And I told him, I got a good feeling this is going to be a horrible day. He goes, no, no, no. i like, come on, come on. Let's just knock this one out. Before you could bat your eyes twice, we had like seven major incidents at the same time. It was like chaos was all around us. And he looked at me in the middle of all this chaos that was happening, and he goes, I should have listened to you. You're right, I should have have mind my own business. He's a boss that I respect, because he wasn't talking out of turn or out of school when he told us to do that. He was on point to a certain extent that wasn't the moment that we needed to practice that skill that he wanted. Fortunately, he was just there for the day. He was an old-timer. And I guess towards the end of his career, he just wanted to bunk things up a bit. Nothing wrong with him. But his timing was off. At that time, my timing was on point. And I knew that we were going to have a chaotic day because the stars were aligning. And if you're in law enforcement or you were in law enforcement, you know exactly what, I was, what I'm what i talking about. You have that gut instinct. You know things are going to go bad. And you know how to prepare for them. And sometimes you can navigate a lot better, a lot faster, a lot easier. Once your supervisor gets the hell up out of the way. Up next, The Banditos, episode 219, part of the Wise Guys series. We continue with the 1% Motorcycle MCs, where we will talk about one of the Big Five. Remember, the United States government, Uncle Sam, says the Big Four, but we say the Big Five because they forgot that the Mongols have gone from West Coast to East Coast, making them number five. But... Up next, we're going to be talking about the Banditos Motorcycle Club. And why are they losing points? I'm not going to say position, but they're losing points. They're not looking as sharp as they used to be. We'll discuss that and a whole lot more. We got a lot of shows, and I'm going to close with, uh, because I'm a little excited. I'm really excited about the shows that are coming up. I did talk to you about the human trafficking we're going to be doing in the summer. I'm still trying to align some of those shows. I might spread it out a little bit beyond the summer, but nevertheless, we're going to have at least three interviews on on, uh, the issue with uh, human trafficking. As I stated in prior podcasts, the government, the federal government spends a whopping $22 million on human trafficking. That's a disgusting little amount of money for such a modern-day slavery, and that's all you get, $22 million. They spend $50 million on God knows what for museums and don't even uh, lose sleep over it. So uh, we're going to have those shows, but I want to read some of the other shows that are going to be coming up um, in, in the uh, near future. I'm not going to give you a specific month or day, but um, looking forward to some of these shows, we, we're throwing them uh, on the uh, On Deck Circle. So if you go to the radarcopnation.com page and you look at current and upcoming shows, all the way on the bottom there's a section that says On Deck Circle. The first show that uh, we've got that we just posted uh, is the FBI Intelligence gave Costa Nostra a standing eight count. And it's a, a secret that was revealed uh, pretty much recently on an interview that former mayor and former U.S. prosecutor Rudy Giuliani did when he talked about the FBI counterintelligence agency uh, going up against Costa Nostra. And it had never been done before, and I don't think a lot of people knew about it and that's the first time I ever heard about that so interesting show and I expect you and I hope you would listen I don't expect you to listen too but I I would hope you would listen you get a lot out of it and uh, the woke CIA now it's good to be a good Bolshevik talk about your weirdness and let our enemies all over the world know that our trouble CIA agents are on duty Crazy. You can't make this stuff up, folks. Recruitment and retention, we talked about. We're going to have a show on that and how that could be better. Uh, Funding, police departments and correctional agencies. Who's cooking the books? Who's, uh, I'm not defunding, but the books are being cooked. We'll take a look at that issue as well. Critical issues in policing. Uh, We're going to come up with at least five critical issues that are happening today in policing, uh, ECW, sorry, I didn't have my glasses there, uh, all of a sudden is deadly use of force according to the Bolshevik states of woke. So your taser is deadly force under the new bill that uh, the leftists in Congress want to pass. Scary stuff, folks. Scary, scary stuff. Um, Another one is CCW under HR 218. HR 218 is those special federal laws that allow law enforcement, retired law enforcement, and active law enforcement to carry a gun all over the United States. There's huge holes on that. We've had past episodes on it. But we're going to talk about CCW under... H.R. Uh, 218, it's an insurance plan that's popped up. We're going to talk a little bit about it. And uh, National Day of Prayer to who? who? Who are we praying to? That's going to be a, a good show. And uh, one that's brewing up, and a lot of Americans don't understand. I started to take a quick dive at what's been going on. You lose track of a lot of this stuff, but it's called the New Middle East. I going to talk about what's going on with Hamas and Israel and Lebanon and uh, Iran and Saudi Arabia and all that stuff because uh, the problem is not going to go away anytime soon. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And uh, we, our last show is, uh, it's an AWOL show, which is basically, who are you looking for? If anybody, eh. it's just a good show. Um, it's pre-recorded, but I, th- I, I threw it up on the on-deck circle. So, and there's a couple more there that are on the on-deck circle that I'm not gonna, you know, really talk about right now because I push them further down. But I'm excited about the ones I read to you today. We got a lot happening here on Radar Cop Nation. Don't forget our co-host Kilo Sierra will be with us on Glock 45 and not talking about the caliber I'm talking about the model why and uh, if you're in law enforcement you know that Glock created a special gun just for law enforcement officers but the question that we bear today is why and what was the outcome of what Glock did. Myself and Kilo Sierra would dive into that Wonder Woman is still on the on-deck circle. We've had to make some changes on her schedule, but we will uh, be bringing her on board as well. And, of course, how can we forget the cop? I've got a, um, I have got will be reaching out to him soon. And our beloved Pistol Pete Gunsmith, who, who, the guy is overwhelmed with work, which is a good thing. And um, he loves... Loves being an armorer, folks. You don't understand. He loves it. He loves it. It's hard to take a passion away from from a guy. He loves it. But well, hopefully, we'll we'll get Pete uh, sometime this year on on his on a show. Pistol Pete, the gunsmith. Don't forget, he's always an option. All these uh, wonderful options that we give you are on our show notes. As always, it is my honor and pleasure to be your host on Raider Cobb Podcast. Continue to pray for yourself, because without you in the game, we have nothing. Continue to pray for your family, your community, the law enforcement agencies that serve you, and most importantly, continue to pray for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike, and I'm out.